Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. I'm very, very honored to have Payroll Giovanni in the building. Yes, yes. How you feeling, man? Can't complain, man. You know, working, grinding. Ever since we started interviewing Detroit rappers a couple years ago, we really started, you know, get in the mix. Uh, you're like probably top top two, maybe top three of, of artists that people just hit me and are just like, yo, if you really want to tell the story, you gotta tap in with payroll. Yeah, yeah. So when they told me payroll Giovanni's down to do an interview, I was like, okay, this is perfect because, uh, you know, there's like a there's a lot of history that was laid, you know, ten years ago, however long ago, that sometimes people who are into like the whole new wave of Detroit and Flint shit they kind of miss out on, right? Right, right. Most definitely. Yeah, definitely. So Detroit always been like its own scene. Right. But it feels like there was like a certain street era, if you will. I don't know if there's a better word for it that kind of got ushered in by you and a few other people, maybe like ten or so years I mean, ago. Even like before us, it was uh before us you had street lords, rock mm-hmm. bottom, east side cheddar boys. Like they kinda to to my generation, they laid the blueprint. You know, it was groups before them too. Like let's go back to the eighties and all of that. Right. Detroit most wanted. But was that your primary stuff that you were listening to when you got into music? I was listening to Street Lords heavy and mm-hmm. Eastside Cheddar Boys. Like they kind of like showed the blueprint of what a Detroit dude supposed to look like, how they supposed to carry themselves, and kind of like what the goals was. You know, we was like a baby Street Lords for real. Mm-hmm. And were you listening to like everything else that was popping in America, or were you mo- or mostly just listening to stuff that was regional? Oh no, most definitely. Like we was listening to Jay Z, Rough Riders, Fabulous, Cash Money. You know, heavy cash money. Uh, Detroit was real heavy on cash money. Right. Like when they first came out, like everybody started putting twenties and twenty twos on their cars and TVs, wearing the platinum jewelry. Like cash money, kind of, it came out kind of messing streets up. Everybody got to really flossing for real. Right. Yeah. That's kind of interesting though, because when we think about Detroit, I mean, I at least think of it as being like more close culturally to like a New York than it would be to like down south. But do you feel like you were kind of influenced more? by the shit that was coming from down south? Um, well, Street Lords, they they sound was kind of like West Coast and uh, like the Bay mm. mixed with like some cash money. So okay. that was kind of our sound for real. Right. Like, we never really sound like New York like that. Or nothing. Right. Not not sound wise. I guess I just mean like culturally oh, or culture like personality wise. wise, you know. Not nah, Detroit got its own. You know, own culture. You know, I haven't been to New York. I haven't been a lot of places. I ain't, I ain't really seen nothing like Detroit, other yeah. than the Bay. The Bay kind of like, kind of similar to Detroit. 
with uh, Detroit got his own wave, man. It's you could look at a dude in the club and just know he's from Detroit. Right. Like it's something I can't really explain, but just the way they carry themselves, the way words they use, you know, mannerisms. You still feel like that? Like you still feel like if you went to the club tonight in LA that you might be able to point out the oh, Detroit sure. guy? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> what have you been out here for ten years? He and- still go have Detroit all over. <laughs> he still go have Detroit all over for sure, for sure. That's interesting because out here I'm so used to hearing people from Long Beach say that they could spot another dude from Long Beach. Right. Easily right. in a room full of people from other parts of L.A. And I hear people from Compton say the same thing. And I mean, when you grow up somewhere, you just, you know, you're going to have a certain mannerism, certain words you say a certain way, you know, like wearing certain clothes a certain way. Like Detroit dudes is kind of, you know, we kind of flashy a little bit. Even when we subtle, we still a little flashy. Right. But it's certain words like, what up, dope? You know, for sure. Oh, my mm-hmm. baby, like. That's a Detroit dude all day. Right. Little things like that. Okay, I got yeah. you. So tell me a little bit about your upbringing and what your childhood was like. I grew up on uh, on on this block called Strathmore, Finkel, Finkel Ave, West Side. You know, it was cool. It was cool. I was a uh, only child. I had both my parents. Uh, spoiled as hell. Spoiled? Yeah, very spoiled. So they only had one kid, so they only had to distribute. And, and my parents was young. Right. You know, my mama had me when she was like 15. Oh, wow. Pops was like 16, 17. And, uh, you know, they was getting money, so you know I was getting the best of everything. Getting money like they had jobs and stuff? No, nah, they was, oh. you know, they was in the game. Really? You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know that, you know. I'm just growing up. Just This is normal life to me. But were you seeing it at a certain point, though? Yeah, I was seeing it. And when you say the game, you mean selling drugs, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was seeing it, but uh, I didn't know that this wasn't normal Mm -hmm. until I got around other kids, and they like, you know, this this shit is crazy. (laughs) It really wasn't until our crib got raided where I was like, okay. What age was that? I want to say, like, man, probably like six or something, seven. Right. I was young as hell in the the first one. Because criminal stuff probably doesn't seem like the biggest deal to you as a kid and then when you realize that there are consequences that's when it all of a sudden has to kind of well that when, when the first raid happened that's when i knew like well they had to sit me down and talk to me like right explain to me what was going on because i'm like what the fuck i was in the bathroom i just heard a bunch of noise seeing these 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 dudes running through the crib with jackets on that said atf on them uh-huh. and everybody had a routine everybody run upstairs this person run downstairs you know, they flushing shit down the toilet. I'm the only one lost. Like, what the fuck? Is so everybody in the house had a game plan. Yeah, they had and a, they it was like, uh, what was the fucking movie, Blow or whatever, where they start flushing uh, yeah. everything down the toilet? Yeah. Damn, yeah. really? Yeah. And, uh, so you had been seeing the coke. You just didn't know what it was for. I wasn't seeing no coke or nothing. <laughs> no, I, it, you know, you probably just come, you see a triple beam scale or something in the kitchen. But I'm thinking this is in everybody's kitchen. Right. You know, I ain't seeing what they doing on triple beam right, scale, okay. but. Counting money and all that type of shit, you know, you knew when to get out the room. You know? Why is it a triple beam scale? I, I have no idea. Like, is I don't it, is, know. You know, a really that's, good scale. That's kind of before my era. Like, if you have two beams, it's kind of wack. If you have three beams, it's good. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I don't even know how to how they even use them things, hmm. man. But that was always in the kitchen, the triple beam scale. So, did your parents get in serious trouble after that, though? Or no, I just remember I'm taking all our shit. You know, like they took our TVs. We had this big ass TV. Took the cars. Took all our shit. And the jury was like, you know, they, they stashed the jury in my room or something. Really? Get the jury. Wow. Yeah. But they didn't get locked up or anything. So it's my still. My dad, my pops would get like locked up, you know, but they never really used to find shit. Oh, really? Yeah, they ain't never like walked out with 
some, some big ass bag of dope or some guns and then but this was just kind of going on like your whole time that you were living yeah, with your parents like, like three or four times oh, wow. yeah like three or four times <laughs> see in my head i'm imagining it happens once and that's kind of the end of everything no 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 hell <laughs> no you know that was going on in that neighborhood a lot though right it was normal you know definitely so as a young kid though are you planning on being a, a good kid or are you kind of like accepting the whole while like oh maybe i'm just gonna be doing the family business no nah, i was like a good kid to me you know other kids probably say different right know, but to me i was a good kid like i kind of looked down on hustling when i was young because i i, I was introduced to it from that perspective it's old news to you yeah all of that. it's not like me where i like find out about drug dealing it's like oh this is yeah, no, it, it thing, was like yeah. when when my man's you know got the hustling, I'm like y'all retarded, like y'all y'all dudes gonna get kicked in like any day, right? Because that's that's how I was introduced to it, right? You know, so I I grew up just just really a, a to me a normal fly kid in the hood, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't getting into no dumb shit or nothing like that. And then you know you get older and you want to get some money, and you kind of peep like how your lifestyle already set up, right? And you're like, man. I gotta get with this get with the program. <laughs> but you you uh you needed to get your own money. You weren't gonna be like, hey, maybe mom, dad, hook me up. Oh, with by some the cool time I was older, all that shit was over with. Oh really? Yeah. They true. they were out the game by the yeah, time. Yeah, they was, you know, regular regular folks, you know. Yeah. Working jobs, whatever. Yeah, selling drugs usually not like a 20, 30 year profession. Nah, it's not meant to be that. <laughs> get it's supposed in and to be out, a right? lick and you take the lick and you create something legit with it and leave that shit alone. Right. Just try to make that shit a lifestyle. You know. But so you get literally back into doing the same exact kind of shit that you had grown up around? Uh, man, a little bit, you know. A Switch bit. it up a little bit. But, like, my my grandparents was hustling, too. Like, they was, uh, my granddad was a, was a big deal over there. And you really got it in you. And I, I didn't know that until I got older. You're going to have to fucking fight hard to make sure your kids don't get into this <laughs> shit because it, it would appear that it, it kind of runs in the family well, that's right? why I, that's why i'm i work so hard mm. doing what i do you know what i'm saying my my kids they don't even you know they've never seen that shit before right you know? but uh but once they start to get like 15 16 son, once they start wanting nice shit you gotta really like yeah, get in there they, they gotta be in position already have something set up for them that that's where shit got got kind of fucked up with me was you know, I get older and I, I want money for myself. It was no, it was like no foundation. It was like, oh, here go this business you can run. Here go this. And it was just like I was kind of like had to figure it out on my own. And, uh, you know, I always hustled any way I could. Uh -huh. You know, whether it was taking bottles to the store. I'd sell my damn Al Sam. You know, Al Sam jackets was real popular in Detroit. Uh -huh. My hustle was like selling my Al Sam jacket right before the winter. Buy another one. <laughs> do something with the with the extra hundreds, <laughs> you know. I, whatever hustle I could come up with, you know. Right. It wasn't until like uh, one of my one of my mans, you know, my man's RJ recipes. He was just like, "Why don't you hustle?" He like, you know, you you retarded, <laughs> like, dude. He's like, man, everybody in the neighborhood love you. Like, why you don't hustle? Like, this shit in your blood. And it was like, yeah, right. Why don't I hustle? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, just got to dabbling, dibbling and dabbling a little bit. Right. Would you say that you were fully into that before you ever thought about being a rapper? Yeah. No, no, no. Let me see. I kind of always could rap since elementary school. But back then, it was damn near, like, impossible to get a, into rap. Right. 
You I know, would that, yeah. that was when you had the system, like, get a record deal, get a Pharrell beat, Timberland right. beat. You know, you had to really get a deal. You couldn't just come out independent and make some noise. So right. that was like the same as getting the NBA contract to us. Like, damn, you one in a million. Yeah. Make it raps. So. Because it's not like the way it is now where you could very easily, like, nah, scrape together a thousand bucks, a couple hundred bucks, get a video done, put it on YouTube. No. Get 10,000 views and keep working at it. Back you know, then, all of a sudden if, you got a project. Uh, back then, if your mama like, yeah, my son a rapper. He ain't got a record deal. He was broke. Yeah. He was like, oh, he, he wasted his goddamn time. Right. So, that you know, it was just something I knew I was good at, but it was nothing I was never trying to pursue. But a lot real. of those local Detroit dudes probably didn't have record deals, right? And you guys were still fucking the with street them? lords and shit. Or did like, they? They, had they didn't the have time? no record deals, oh, okay. but them, they was getting money. They was balling. Right. So, you know, that was kind of like the Detroit model. Rap really wasn't a cool thing to really be doing like that. Right. You know, we even used to get that. Like, those boys cash out. We used to get that. Like, y'all rapping ass niggas. Y'all niggas rapping. <laughs> nigga, we get money, nigga. Like, yeah. that's the Detroit culture. Get money. Right. You know? So it was kind of kind of looked down on a little bit at first. So how long were you in the streets before you started taking the rap shit more seriously? Or when did Doughboy's Cash Out begin to become a thing? Doughboy's Cash Out? Well, we was a crew before uh, before we was rapping. Okay, was right. Crew, just some young dudes shining. Messing with all the ladies and just beefing with all the other crews, you know. We was popping, like, on the scene. And uh, we, we made a song just playing around about Cartier glasses. And uh, it kind of blew up on, on, like, the teen club little atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And uh, What year are we talking? Man, I want to say this is probably 06, 07. So the Cartiers were, were big even back then? Oh, they was big way before that. Oh, really? Dude okay. was getting killed for them glasses when I was in middle school. But always been a Detroit thing primarily, right? Yeah. But I, I got introduced to them leaving middle school, going to high school. You know, you I heard about a dude that got killed for them. So my mama like, please don't wear them glasses. Right. I ended up wearing them anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just had to have them. They was like the coolest shit on earth. Right. You know, it was like a status symbol. Sometimes I wonder how I would look with those on. And it don't look like money. It compliment everybody. Yeah, but maybe not in a good way. I don't know. Oh, you like a shades type dude. Yeah, I like dark shades. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Same way. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so, all right, so y'all were a crew for a while before you started really rapping. Like, was there any idea of, like, oh, maybe we should change our name or anything because, you know, you might not want to necessarily be doing and we see this with YSL where you might not want the label in the street. I, unit I feel to like the same we was name. no we was we wasn't like no gang or nothing. Oh, okay. You know, we was just like a crew of, of friends just like shining together. Mm. You know, like our thing was was, was ladies and, and getting money. And this is like the good old days before y'all had issues with anybody or No, nah, we always had issues okay. with people. It it, it it really was just cause we were shining so hard and, and the girls cheerleading so much that, you know, of course, the other dudes, they don't like that shit. It's got to come with it, yeah. Yeah, it, it just came with the territory. Right. So, I mean, it is pretty wild because when I go back and watch the old videos, like, I don't know, there's just like a real style to y'all guys that just really stands out a lot. And you can see, like, seeds of, like, what Detroit rap now sounds like in that shit where you can, you can really feel, like, the, the beginning of certain things coming together and, and how people have taken some of the early sonic influences and really rolled with it since then. Yeah. Yeah, we we was just having fun, man. We ain't we didn't have a idea to impact any of that was gonna have on right. the city. Like we was just making music for ourselves for real. Like mm -hmm. just to listen to in the cars and pull up, 
banging in front of the parties we wasn't supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. Dudes used to be like, man, I better not come to this party. You know, it's gonna it's gonna go down. We pull right up, banging our shit, and you know, just out the window. That's really what we made our shit for. We right. didn't think it was gonna turn into what it turned into. Right, but does it does it feel like way simpler times when you look at it? Because it sounds like a version of Detroit that was probably a lot less dangerous than it is these days. Detroit was dangerous as hell back then. Mm. It was dangerous as shit. You know, that's when dudes was follow you home for them glasses. Really? Yeah, dudes would be in your bushes for them Cardis. How much are they? Like a thousand bucks? Thousand. If you got the new ones, probably like two. Right. You know, but in our area, it was really like the woods and the um and the buffs, the old school buffs. So like four, five hundred, six hundred to a thousand. Right. You know, fifteen hundred tops. And it was a dude to follow your ass home. And, that's a bad kill you over them. <laughs> that's a bad state of affairs when you could get killed over like a yeah, five hundred dollar pair serious. of glasses. A lot of a lot of dudes lost their life, you know, behind them glasses. Man, a lot of people lost their lives around starter jackets too, and those were like a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's like what eighties, nineties something. Yeah, like I remember my parents telling me about that when I was a kid. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not happening here in New Hampshire, but it probably was. It probably was going killed. On. I don't know. Killed. Maybe, probably, maybe I heard beat about up. dudes getting beat up for. for yeah, yeah, for sure, but. I don't know. I'm gonna be real with you. Even my whole time through high school, I never really heard about anybody getting robbed for their clothes. I don't, I, man, it was going. It used to go on like you get robbed for your Jordans and shit when I was growing up. Right. I think yeah. I probably am lucky to be from a place where nobody had any cool clothes. Oh damn. Maybe some starter jackets. That's about it. But um, okay, yeah. And all right, this is why I know that you guys were on some wild shit. Is because in one of the videos, like real old video, I was watching the dude had a baby alligator. Oh or, yeah. Or a crocodile. Was, uh, maybe I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure. That was the mob. That was with, with Clay. <clears throat> yeah, you tell me how that works. What what is the baby alligator for? I don't know. I wasn't over there when they did that. Oh part. really? Yeah, that was on the east side, I think. Okay. And uh, it just had a damn baby alligator out of nowhere, like next to a Glock. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thirty round clip. <laughs> so I I knew this dude back in the day who was like a real drug dealer, like probably the first actual like real deal drug dealer I ever knew in my life. And I remember always hearing that when his crib got raided, that they ended up finding a fucking alligator in the bathtub, and it, word through the grapevine ended up being like, oh no, the if, if somebody comes to steal their drugs, then the alligator, oh, the alligator will like attack security, them or something. Guard, basically. I mean, I don't know. I ain't never heard that. I know some dudes back in the day had a uh, like a lion. They used to have <laughs> having a spot. Yeah. Where the fuck is the lion? I, mean, I, go? I seen the picture. They had a lion in the spot. It was a bunch of <laughs> bunch of niggas around a lion. Holy shit! Yeah. I wonder yeah. if there was like a wise monkey with a walking stick. I think that was more of a, of a flex, though. Like, right. I don't think it was like a security thing. It was just like we got exotic animals over here, right? Because money, however good the exotic animal could be to like stop an invader, it's like you still have to deal with it. Like I don't know what an alligator shitting is like, but I'm gonna assume it's a whole thing. Yeah, and it might turn on you or something. You know, I, I don't, I don't fuck with crazy animals like that. The you can't predict of, what they're gonna do. The quality of life hit that you're going to take in your life from having a fucking alligator in one of your bathrooms is just got to be serious. Oh, yeah, very. Your kid goes in there and gets his hand bit off. Yeah, it's goddamn. You know, I didn't think about that. You know, you can't predict what the alligator going to do. He might be sleeping and found his way in your bedroom, kill you or something. Right. Fuck that. Definitely. Um, okay, so did you were you guys being courted by labels at all? What you mean, like, like were the labels hollering at y'all? Did oh, they yeah. see the value, or and you guys just weren't fucking with it? Yeah, the labels was hollering at us. Um, I think Ti was like one of the first people to reach out, right? Then Jeezy, and we went with Jeezy. Yeah, what year was that? Man, I want to say two thousand 
12 or 13. And so you weren't thinking about signing directly to a label. You were thinking about signing up under a rapper? I mean, man, then it was just like, no, we really ain't know nobody that had a deal right. like that. So the fact that we was even offered a deal, you know, on this big platform by this big artist was crazy to us because right. we never seen it before. So I ain't gonna lie, we didn't give a fuck what that record deal said. We was taking it. <laughs> like, right. Like, and people forget though that at that time, if you wanted to be like new rappers, you really had to be represented like with an existing popular rapper, or else yeah. it was like very yeah. hard to imagine you being able to be successful. Yeah, you needed somebody to be right there with you, like co-signing the project and kind of guiding you through it. Because uh I feel like a label. At that time, they wouldn't. Have, they they probably wouldn't have knew what to do with us. Right. Our sound was so new at the time and mm -hmm. raw, and uh, like the rest of the world ain't get it back then. It ain't like how it is now. Like then, they ain't get that them beats and that shit we was talking. Why the beats so fast and sound like it was made in the basement and shit. They, yeah. They was trying to kind of push that over. Like, nah, get these beats. Yeah, and you definitely. I mean, okay, like. 42 Doug, we've seen him with Lil Baby, we've seen him around Future. That definitely, like, helps people to pay attention to him, for sure. Like, it's a great thing to have cosigns early in your career. But, I mean, when you think about the vast majority of Detroit rappers, most of them you can't really point to. Like, you know, you might be able to point at someone and say, oh, they did get a feature from this dude, and that helped them a lot at one point, but it's not like they have to sign nah, to an artist nah, like nowadays, they used to kind of nah. be. Nowadays, you could just be winning in your own lane. Yeah. You know, you don't even need a... You know, it helped to have a major feature or major cosign, but if the city fucking with you, it's just gonna grow from there. Right. If you just keep working. So, how much time did you actually spend with Jeezy before you guys signed with him, though? Man, we we flew out, met him, and uh, shit. I think we we got to doing the deal right after that. Right. So we kicked it with him a couple times, probably once or twice. Right. Know? It was like a, I want to say like a six month process. Something like that, a four months, something like that. Right. Yeah, four like a four month process. But then once you're actually signed, like how much stuff do you end up doing together, or like? Oh, we we moved to Atlanta. Right. You know, we moved to Atlanta. We was with him every day. For how studio. long? Um, uh, man, I don't know. That should have blurred. It feel like it was for a couple months or something. That must be wild, just because it, it must be weird to sign a big fucking group in general. Because how many members were there technically? In a rap group, it was um. I want to say five Okay. four. It was me, Dre, HBK, uh, Keese, and then you had Rock. He was locked up at the time. And uh, you had Chaz, like the manager. And then we got Clay. He was a singer. Uh -huh. And then we got, like, featured artists that was in the camp, like uh, Bright Mo Main. But it was mainly, like, five rappers. Right. Yeah. And so... During that time with Jeezy and everything, did it? Were you all confident that this was going to go really well, or like, what? What was the vibe at that time? Uh, see, I'm a, I'm a thinker, so I was just analyzing everything, and I just peep how, how the city, kind of switched up on us. Really, it felt like that uh, yeah. even before you put on an it, official it was project. Like we became a walking lick. Like, man, we, you got security guards trying to sue us. You know, people trying to blame us for everything. Really? Yeah, and it was crazy. So we had to really start moving different for real, like like stay out the way. So you're saying that people were trying to sue you or was it more of a problem that people were trying to rob you? 
Nah, it was like um, it was like a like a like sewers type shit. Like if we in a bar or something and something happened, you know, black glass get broke, whatever, they're gonna be oh the doughboys did that shit. And there's you know, so like, many we can uh, sue. <laughs> there's so many of y'all that it's like kinda easy to blame anything on yeah, you. Yeah, Something's like, gonna happen like with that many dudes mans, rolling. Uh, you know, they, they caught a case around that time, you know, just based on some some he say, she say shit, you know, with a security guard. Right. Damn. So, okay, um, does that, like, when when does it start to become clear that this isn't going to really work out in terms of the whole Jeezy thing? Mm, I think with, with, it was something that went on in that building with the with Atlantic and, and Jeezy. It mm. ain't really had nothing to do with us, but we was just, like, dealing with the Detroit shit, you know, dealing with, with having to move different. And, you know, we just had to do a lot of adjusting. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot because we used to being out just partying. We ain't got no security. We did shows. For I don't know how long. Hella jury on no security, no none of that shit. Now we gotta have security. You know, we gotta control the people around us more. You know, we just had to tighten up all the way. Right, and did that kind of make it a little less fun? Nah, that was a fun time. No <laughs> lie, that was a fun time. Right, but uh, it became more business. Were you happy uh, during the time in Atlanta? Like was or did yeah. it feel kind of different? I lo- I loved being in Atlanta because it was from De- it was away from Detroit, right? And it was just that alone. You're so was much like, less known. Yeah, it's easier to it was be a peace of mind. Yeah. You know, you could focus on the music, and you know, it, it wasn't like I don't know, just something about Detroit. It might be everybody at their hometown. When you just land in Detroit, you just start feeling some stress on you. Like, man, back at this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's everybody at their hometown. You hear that all the time. People move from <laughs> Chicago to Atlanta, and it's just like. Oh. Like yeah. okay, all of a sudden, not everybody knows who I am. Yeah, but Atlanta was was beautiful, man. You know, they they opened their arms up to us, and it was all love. Mm. You know, we loved it out there. Definitely. Um, okay, so at one okay, I was watching another interview that you did where you said that at one point you brought you bought a crack house. I bought a crack house. Yeah, and you said it didn't work out good. <laughs> what was that? Well, actually, no. You said you bought a house, but it was kind of inferred that you were selling drugs out of the house, so, uh, and that it just didn't work out. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, no. did you ever buy a house? Yeah, I bought, like I early bought, on. I bought a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a crib. And so it would be wrong to refer to it. As I didn't. Mean, I wasn't house. no crack house. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't selling. I think when I crack did house. my notes, I thought that I was gonna remember to tell the whole story of like you buying the house and then it, and just trying to get information about how it went bad. But instead, oh, no, I, I just no, wrote. It, crack it wasn't house. nothing like that. Oh. No, I was I was fully rapper mode by the year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm thinking that this was like before all that. Oh no no yeah okay Hell, no I was buying jeans and gym shoes and shit when I was hustling right so it wasn't so it was in kind of the middle of all this uh, all this like uh, hype from the Jeezy situation that you guys ended up having this this beef with Team Eastside. I mean we 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 really never even had no beef for real. I heard you it was know, a, like a chain snatching that kind of sparked things off, right? No, nah, it was really the city kind of created that shit. Right, like, the city kind of was like. Ooh, they from the east side, y'all from the west side. Mm. Ooh, you know, just creating just tension. You know what I'm saying? I've been fucking with Peasy and uh and Snoop, you know, rest in peace, Snoop. I've been fucking with them. So it never was no problems. But if the city is like going over there saying, Ooh, you heard what you said on this song where he said woo whoop, and they coming over here, hey, you heard what they said. Right. It's gonna be some tension. I mean, it's still like that to this day, but it's with like the Instagram live comments. Like, right. <laughs> you right. you could be totally cool with somebody, but the comments sometimes just 
completely. I mean, just, you can't let people get in your ear with dumb shit. People love to to, to see some dumb shit go on. Right. You, know? you just can't really feed into it for real. Yeah. You know, but that that come with just the, the the rap shit. Like, if it's something right here, and this is this is what's going on, they're gonna want something else. Right. You know, it's just part of the game. But it was interesting hearing about it because, like, there's so many people and there's so many moving pieces involved that I was seeing that Vezo was saying in a Vlad interview that you and him actually were on good terms, like, way before it formally got squashed, right? But it was just kind of, like, awkward because you couldn't be public about the fact that y'all were cool? I mean, I knew – I met Vez probably, like, back in, man, oh, shit, oh, seven or something like that. My mm -hmm. man's uh, – we had brought him to my crib. Cause Vez was rapping like way back in the day. Right. Like he been he been rapping, but um, I mean when the when the shit was going on, it was just like, of course you over here, so you know you can't be over there. Oh, know? I see it with LA rappers all the time. Yeah, where you know you gotta you gotta stand with your people. I know people who buddy buddy when they're in their early twenties, and then by the end of their twenties, it's just they 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 probably they don't even have an issue with each other, but they can't be around each other because of. Yeah, just and that's out of yeah. respect for your people. Yeah, because you know, it don't look good for you to be over here just buddy buddy with these dudes and these dudes are at odds. You know, mm. you know now that just don't look good. Okay, but it, it must have been kind of weird because like the city is talking about this beef and stuff, but it's not really being documented on YouTube and shit too crazy, or was it at the time? Nah, that was before the the YouTube uh, documentary shit when they covered the beef <laughs> right, and all yeah. that shit. But I ain't gonna lie, like we we really ain't go to the internet with none. You know, they didn't either. You know what I'm saying? That's one that's something I really respect about them too. Like they kept that in the streets. Right. You know, so nobody really ended up talking about it that much until it was over. Yeah, like now nah, we laugh about that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you know, it, it is what it is. We got up, we got past it. Mm, definitely. So, um I was watching in that same interview with Vezo that I was watching where he was talking about uh the, the history of that little beef and everything. I saw that he was saying some critical things about Eminem for the way that he maybe didn't necessarily put on as many artists as he could have out of Detroit early on. Would you would you say you were in agreement with that, or do you consider that to be kind of his business? With Eminem, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's that's his business, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like Eminem, I I fuck with Eminem growing up. You know, like he was he he had everybody proud. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. damn, he from the D. He was going. He with Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I ain't I ain't looking at it like he's supposed to put us on though, nothing like that. Right. I mean, it's kind of weird because it's like, let's say you're the biggest fucking rapper in the world uh, next year. It's like, you know, no nobody's gonna really expect you to put on anybody besides your friends, right? Like your homies. Like nobody's gonna be like, oh, every new dope artist out of Detroit has to get co-signed by you. I mean, it's it's damn near impossible to do that. Yeah, yeah. But I get what he's saying. Like he's saying, like you know. Hop on a song or something like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Acknowledge us. Yeah. Know? That's that's really what he was saying. I think they just twisted his words. But, but like how many how many new Chicago artists is Chief Keith hopping on songs with? The ones who pay him. <laughs> like it's just nobody expects that of, of Chief Keith, even though he's kinda like to Chicago in a way. He's almost like or the the Eminem to Detroit, you know, like at least Chief uh, Keith embraced a lot of rappers in Detroit too. Right. A whole lot of rappers. Who? He came and like snatched up a bunch of them. Oh, he he was fucking with Snapdog for a while. Yeah, Snapdog, uh, Ye Jordan, you know, free Ye Jordan, uh, YNS Cheeks. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just it is weird to think about because he's he's done a bunch of like moments where he puts songs together, like a, a couple moments where he put a bunch of artists from Detroit together on one song. He's done that a few different times in his career, but I don't know. It's like it's it's kind of like with Eminem, people just wouldn't be happy unless he just really goes all in on the whole city. I feel like I, I think people just want to be acknowledged by him. Yeah, you know, like like want to feel like he just like I see you, I see you over there doing your thing. That would mean a lot. It may, when he, I don't feel like he owes. When he doesn't acknowledge a rapper from Detroit who's popping off, though, it kind of makes you wonder, like, I wonder if he thinks they're good. I wonder if he thinks they're not good. And maybe that's why he's not tapping in. We like him. Maybe Eminem knows better. Because, I mean, the way Eminem raps, it is kind of easy to imagine he wouldn't be impressed by a lot of current rappers, right? I mean, even though he hella lyrical, you still can, like, appreciate a different type of music. Right. You know, you ain't, just because you hella lyrical now, you don't appreciate you know, somebody that's doing some singy but shit. But who knows? Whatever. Maybe he doesn't. Because, like, I he mean, might not know. He, he might. might be like, hey, man, y'all got to yeah. step y'all bars up. I don't All know. All these steel drum. I know I beats. can't fuck with Eminem. Like, I, right. Shit, I can't, I can't, uh, <laughs> get on the song with him and keep up with him. I got the most. I'm going to stay in my lane, yeah. though. I mean, I got the most respect for him, and I grew up listening to him all throughout high school and shit. But realistically, have I been a, an Eminem listener for like 10 years? No. It's just, you know, he's kind of gone in a different direction music wise. My 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 older heads was was listening to Eminem when he first came out, mm. like with the Dr. Dre shit, because it was just because he was from Detroit, right? You know that was people was hype about that shit. It's actually just weird to even think about that time period where he was just like another rapper. Yeah, yeah, but now people people was fucking with his shit. But you know, then you got Blade Icewood and Street Lord. That was really who he came to, like on some right put us on. You know, like that's really you know if if we gonna come to anybody, it would be. Them. You ever see ICP out and about? Who, uh, Insane, Insane Clown, Clown Posse? Posse? No, I never seen them out. You ever have beef with the Juggalos? Nah, I want no <laughs> beef with them. <laughs> <laughs> they look serious, man. Real talk, though? What? I heard they was, they like loaded. They rich off I think independent so. shit. But also, the Juggalos are considered an official gang by the FBI. Oh, wow. I know that. Yeah, and the and ICP has like sued and really tried to get that designation removed because I guess that it's bad business for them to like have. Yeah, the, you shit probably got people way. just dropping sponsors and shit and not want to do business with you. Yeah, you know, if, they, if your fans are a gang, it's gotta. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. But like, okay, where I grew up, there was this other town called Keene, like an hour north of where I lived, and it was like a college there and everything. And I remember I went. When I was like towards the end of high school, my mom made me go to a fucking meeting there or whatever, like a tour to see if I wanted to go to college there. Mm-hmm. Didn't do it. But when I was up there, they told me that there was a gang war between the jocks and the juggalos. Who won? In the town. I'm not sure. I think it was like an ongoing <laughs> war. <laughs> so, I mean, in that sense, I guess it is a real gang. Like if people take it and use it as a gang, it's a gang, right? I don't, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say that about no game. I'm just saying, like, if 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 a thousand people worldwide start banging no jumper and just going and killing people under the name of no jumper, it's out of my hands. Like, but then you ain't the leader. No. Yeah, definitely not. But they would be like, "You're the leader yeah. of that shit." Well, hopefully, the FBI would be able to acknowledge <laughs> no, that. Like, like, you're not the leader. You're but... the leader. You started that shit. <laughs> yeah, because figure I'm... your way out of it. <laughs> Because what's going to happen otherwise? That the, the FBI is going to have to say like, "Nah, we got to call this gang something else. We can't call it the Juggalos. We got to call it something else because it would be unfair to ICP to call it the Juggalos." I don't think they give a fuck. I heard ICP in a minute, man. Well, one of one of them's actually like not doing the best health wise, so they decided that they're going to fall back on touring and only mm-hmm. tour a little bit now, do do some festivals, shit like that. I think. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, last time I heard ICP, they was like, that was a while ago, man. Like, and they're getting older. Doing something with Three Six Mafia, I think, a while ago. Yeah, like when I sit down with them, it's kind of like, fuck, like you guys are kind of getting to that point career-wise where. But, you know, they got their own yeah. lane, they own following. They do. They got a cult following. But it's it's more like just physically, like, you know, once you get well into your 50s and shit, it's like you might not really be dying to be on tour like the way that you oh, used nah. to, you know? Shit, I'm already, like, getting sick of that shit. Yeah? I can imagine it in your 50s. Yeah, you get older and you just get grumpy and you don't want to be doing nothing. I'm already trying to have my 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 exit, my CEO exit. Mm. You know. Yeah, because like I used to be down to go anywhere traveling wise, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of like no, I will go. I will go if I have to and if the money makes sense. Yeah, like shit, I'm tired as hell right now. Fresh <laughs> off the plane, man. <laughs> you don't do energy drinks or coffee or anything. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah, but these, these flights to LA they always long as hell. Yeah, it's like Detroit. five hours from Detroit. Yeah, yeah. But but, you should be you in a different time zone when you land. You just be tired. You need like a day to rest, then get up and see, move around. I heard that from a lot of people. Fly yeah. in the day before, have a chill day, and then start then your work the next day. But for most of us, we can't really. Yeah, I'm I'm fresh yeah. off the plane. In it was snowing before I got here. I had to do two miles an hour on the way to the airport. Really? Yeah, it was fucked. You up. missed the hailstorms out here a couple of days ago, or maybe a week ago. Hailstorm. Hailstorms. Damn. Very rare. Damn. That's crazy. And even like a, a hour north, they got straight up snow. My my uh, sister-in-law's house, five fucking feet of snow in her Did the her whole house. city shut down? It was mostly like a ton of rain. So okay. that, like the rain is what, you know, it never really gets cold enough here for it to like snow, snow. It was just like hail for like five minutes. Man, when I first moved to Atlanta, it snowed like that first day I got there and the whole uh, city shut down. It wasn't. Mm. It probably wasn't even an inch of snow. And yeah. The whole city shut down. It was crashes, people getting injured, all type of shit. Yeah, because I grew up where the snow everywhere, and it didn't stop us from doing much. Like yeah. it, it could be three feet of snow out there. They shovel the shit. They fucking they plow, and then oh, yeah, we're yeah. outside. We're doing whatever yeah, we got to do. Man, that shit is normal. Like, you might be driving five ten miles per hour, but we just had like six seven inches like three days ago. Right, just out the blue. It was fifty degrees the day before. That's that's good weather to us. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, six, seven inches. But in L.A., it's more the fact that there's so many parts of the city that aren't set up for, like, the rain and shit. Mm-hmm. So it, a little bit of rain can just fuck shit up. You so see, like, I, flood and bro, all I've seen shit. people's houses flood, like, like in my fucking neighborhood. When my house flooded, like, this year from the rain. Damn. Just because of, like, some weird drainage See, I be issues. wanting to move out here, but then I get to thinking about y'all weather. I be like, I don't know about that shit. Man, man. it's nice. Every day, this is pretty fucking similar weather-wise, you know? Mm. Every time I'm out here, it's cool. I miss all the bullshit. I mean, you have the outrageously hot summers, but then you have like I mean I mean it's kinda cold in the winter, but not really. It's definitely not I've been out here in the East winter. Coast. It ain't it ain't cold to me. No. Like would you consider today cold? Uh it's it's breezy. But it's not yeah. like like the way it was a week a week ago was like actually pretty fucking cold. Like waking up in the morning and it's like forty five degrees, fifty degrees out. That's cold, y'all. For, I mean, for us, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we dead about the barbecue. <laughs> like we happy as hell. I don't know though. I feel like it kind of hits different. It's like yeah. a weird chill to it. It's, it here. is it is a colder forty five fifty than our city. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because on the east coast, you don't no. even need a hoodie if it's fifty. No. <laughs> right. Um. Okay, I, I saw um, that when PZ was talking about the Too Quick video, that he said that that was y'all first time being around each other, 
and that it was almost kind of awkward because you didn't really talk to each other during the video. Like the, <laughs> the beef had been formally squashed and everything, but that there was just sort of like a weird it was, tension it was, it was in there. Just some tension, you know. It was like we'll just shit set up. <laughs> you know, it was it was just a little tension. You got like both both crews in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you never know how his man's feel, how my man's feel, regardless of how I feel and right. how he feels. These two might be like, fuck that. Yeah, you know. So yeah, always the kinda, homies are gonna get it, fucked up it, in you that know, you situation. Gotta, you right? got you gotta have that in mind. You know what I'm saying? But it was a successful shoot, you know. We had a ball, drunk some drunk some uh champagne. You think the city was like Really excited to see, see oh, y'all on the same yeah. page there. That yeah. video's got like 10 million views, so apparently yeah. something worked. Nah, that, that's, that's one of the songs I perform. Mm. Yeah. But no, nah, they, they they most definitely embraced it. Like the city loved it. Right. Yeah. So I was seeing some quote that said that T Grizzly said that you're the reason that he raps. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, like how's, how's it feel to know that you could have that big an impact on somebody who's gone so far? It's a blessing. You know, it's a blessing. He told me a story about when I was like at a club on Joy Road and I had like the, the Rolex on and the, getting out this car. You know, you don't be thinking about it like that in real time. You know, that somebody is looking. I didn't even know yeah. he was out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to, to see what he became is crazy. Cause like, I know where he's from, like the neighborhood he's from. For him to become what he became and coming from over there, it's, you know, that's, that's, that's success for real. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah, you have you you heard about his GTA venture? Yeah, yeah, kinda that like, shit looked fun. It's kind of a played out interview question at this point, but I'm gonna risk it. Like, I don't know that that was pretty wild to say. Like, oh, like you're a rapper and you could be making serious fucking money doing some shit like this that I never even knew was a thing. Yeah, I want to get my son on that, man. Mm. Get my son on that. What about a less violent video game? That's boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody played no less violent video game. So you were playing Grand Theft Auto growing up. I actually did, but like the one uh, overlooking, yes, like with the with the little, yes. <laughs> the little person. That was the first one I played. It was like '98. I didn't even think you were gonna know about yeah, it, but yeah, in like '98, yeah. we had Grand Theft Auto on the computer, and it definitely wasn't anywhere near as good as as oh, people seem nah. to think the newer version. It, it didn't get it didn't get like that till three, I think. Right, like two was in London, and one was a uh, Liberty City, and I remember I used to have to bring my mom up there to get the game. Right, and they banned it. And the game had got scratched up, so I couldn't play it no more. I thought it was over. And right. They came back out with it. But yeah, now that game was a shit. That was the first of its kind. Yeah. Steal cars and shit and uh shoot people. It's weird that it's weird that, that is the same game that like my friends were playing it like ten years ago. And it's, it's they haven't even upgraded it, huh? They really don't need to. They need to. I think they they've don't. been working on it. I ain't played it in a long time though. I yeah. ain't gonna lie. But the shit I see T Grizzly doing, that shit look fun. Because that's the crazy part is that they've breathed new life into it by just playing the game in a totally different way than people expected and creating these servers where people can go. Yeah, like, that, see, that's why I get confused. Like, how is y'all doing this shit? So it's like T I believe the way it works, like T Grizzly has his own fucking world in there. Yeah. And so you could go play with him and you could be involved in all this kind of shit and everything, but in order to play, you got to pay a small amount, ten bucks a month or some shit, to be part of this. And so he uh-huh. he gets the vast majority of that money. I believe that that's how it works. That's cold. Yeah, that's cold. My favorite thing is when uh, a bunch of different rappers have been doing the role playing shit on there, where they're pretending to be other gangsters, and then they start saying like things like dissing the, that person's enemies and stuff. Like Almighty J got in trouble for saying he was smoking tuka in the game. Oh wow. 
and like <laughs> yeah. I mean it's kind of weird that he was like acting he was playing a role uh, and then he's like getting canceled and he's got GD saying they're gonna kill him and shit oh man yeah just god damn yeah it's messy no just play the game <laughs> don't fuck this up but that's hum- human beings right there like look at look at how we could take something kind of simple like this game and just... oh, you gotta be careful what you say man mm-hmm. how you say it you gotta be careful man people people take offense to a lot of shit right yeah yeah um so you cardo yg and jeezy were doing a group at one point yeah yeah what year was that and why why did this not happen i want to say that was like 16 or 15 or something like that okay yeah um so after things after didn't the, really yeah. work out uh with doughboy cash out yeah yeah that was uh i flew out there with a uh, cardo i know what we was doing uh-huh. we was like a group I think it was called Paid in Full or something like that. Hmm. We made a hard-ass album. I don't know what happened to it, though. It right. just, like, got scrapped. That's going to be the worst part about being a rapper is that you could just work so hard on a project and have it never come out, huh? Yeah, that shit was hard, man. We had Warren G uh, making beats on there. We had DJ Quick beats on there. We had Daz Dillinger beats. I mean, 2015, YG's already a big deal by that point, too. Yeah, yeah, YG you know. was was big when we came into the picture. That must you know, it was us and YG crazy. and Mustard. Right. And uh, YG and Mustard was already killing shit. Right. You know? Damn, that's crazy. I wish that, like, there was a statute of limitations where you could kind of drop that shit, like, many years after, you know? I, that's on somebody's hard drive. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's what we have to drive. get it, and we have to leak it. Oh, man, I would love to, man. <laughs> Love to. I ain't got made no money off of it. I just want the world to hear it. Right. So where where's your head at in terms of music at this point? Like what keeps you motivated and actually makes you really want to keep going with it and keep pursuing? Man, for me it's like the the fans, you know, like the fans, they see me out, they just show me hella love and it's like, man, you motivated me, man. You you the reason why I stopped doing this, why I um I don't marry my wife. I, I take better care of my kids. Your music made someone marry their wife? Yeah, it was a dude ran up on me at a show, and he's like, man, I married my wife, man, because of you, and he showed me his wife and all that. I was like, damn. Wow. But That's it, not really the message I got from your music. It made you, me really want to like, probably like sell drugs, shoot somebody. No, nah, man, hell no. Nah. <laughs> I don't, I don't. No not like indiscriminately <laughs> shoot somebody, but like, you know, maybe if they have it coming. You know. No, I, you know, get money. But uh, get money and stay out of the way. Okay. You know, get money, stay out of the way, take care of your But family. you can only really, like, get money and stay out of the way once you're an older rapper. When you're younger, you're really expected to be up in the mix, you right? Can, you, can, you can stay out the way when you're young. Because I was, I was staying out the way. Mm. Now, when I was, like, 18, 19, you had to do dumb shit. Your right. homeboy called you, like, we about to go to this party, man, and the one niggas in there, you know, uh... We ain't got no guns. They might have got guns. We gonna go. Right. You gotta go. The le- <laughs> the lesson that we all learn later in life, which is basically like stay out the way, be mm-hmm. in the crib, don't f- be out at every function, every party, et cetera. Like everybody seems to learn that pretty much by the time they're like forty. But when you're eighteen, there is no way to convince a young person. Yeah, you that. can't. You Danner can't be out the way. They it's want to be up, outside, yeah. You know, like, because you'll know in your mind this shit is stupid. Mm. Why am I about to go do this shit? But you got to go. Yeah. You know, you got to go. But I feel like mid-20s, if you if you get money, you know, you can you can kind of fall back a little bit. 
Right. You know, like, man, I ain't going to that stupid shit. <laughs> like, I'm chilling, dude. I got my, 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 my little boy over here. I'm chilling with my girl. Right. You can kind of start falling back, you know. But uh, it depends on the type of person you is and who you around. Right. You know. Because I know some people who are in their 40s, 50s, they still love to be in the club. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 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 past that personally. Like I just don't I've really I've been past that yeah. shit. That club shit. Yeah. You know, like I ain't I'm straight, man. I ain't I ain't there ain't nothing in there for me unless it's a walkthrough or a performance. Right. But I ain't trying to hang out in the fucking club and show everybody I'm getting money and pop bottles and all that shit. Like, yeah. Hell no. Nah. I mean I, like I I part of the reason why I don't like going to the club is cause it's just me having to kind of do this like popular guy thing. I gotta just talk to everybody. You're probably bothering people. the shit out of you. Exactly, and it's just kind of annoying. And I don't really like like what I want to do at night is just chill out and get ready for the next exactly. day. Exactly, and not be in this place where I'm getting all this attention and I'm having and to you, talk to and, five million and you fucking feel people. Drained afterwards. It's gonna make me drained for the next day, and yeah. I know that I'm gonna do a better job the next day doing interviews or whatever if I fucking relax at night. But I like I, I just think of this one time I went to the club uh, to meet Gucci Man at Live in Miami, and it's like. Bro, I seen Jamie Foxx in there, Shaq, Guy Fieri, all these motherfucking famous people that are in there. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, these people are all a million times more famous than me. And they're having the ball, the, the time of their life. They're so happy to be in the club. And I'm like, maybe that's like part of why they are where they're at in their life is that they they want this. They want to be out in front of the people and mingling and, and having these conversations and shit. Maybe... Maybe that's just kind of I'm a different type of person. I don't I don't necessarily I think, like that. I think you gotta you gotta you know pop out here and there. Yeah, and and it gotta make sense. Mm. You know, like a, a certain event. You know, you might pop out. You know, put your shit on, mm. make your presence be known when you get up out of there. But just being in the club every fucking weekend, yeah. like standing on the couch and all that shit, you really watering yourself down. Yeah. I find you know? that so depressing. Yeah, you watering yourself <laughs> down. It's not. It's not a treat to see Adam no more. He yeah. gonna be at this shit every Friday, man. What the fuck, I care about seeing him, folks. Even even before I had anything going on, when I was like going to the bar and shit. If you would just, I would go to the bar five times in a week and just be like, man, this is depressing. This yeah. shit sucks. You can feel in your like this your, is whack. I'm just doing the same like, thing over and over. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna die here? Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna do this forever. You can feel it when you ain't supposed to be doing something. That's when you just gotta switch your shit up. Yeah. I mean, I ain't going to that shit no more. I ain't talking to this motherfucker no more. Yeah. All this motherfucker wanna do is have me go to the bar and spend, spend my money. You know, you gotta cut all that shit out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and if your your people can't really get in their feelings about it, you know, you doing what's best for you. Right. You know? So what are you focused on at this point in your life? Uh, like, what are what are the things that you find bringing you the most meaning? My kids. Mm. My How many son. now? I, I got a, a son and a daughter. What ages? My daughter, five. My son, 12. Okay. He just dropped a song, Juju the Boss. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's fire. He's been around us since he was born. You know, like, just had the Doughboy videos and just soaking it all up. How much have you taught him about rapping, or has he just figured it out on his own? I always used to put him in the studio just playing around. So he just like natural, uh-huh. naturally good at it. He, he know what to do in front of a camera, all of that. And I just always kept him. He was like a little mini me, you know, like he, if I got a chain on and braids, he got a chain and braids. And, you know, he, he, he was soaking that shit up growing up. Right. Yeah. So, but at this point, he's 12. So it's kind of like he's in this weird in-between stage where he's not quite a man but he's not a little boy yeah like even with the rap he don't 
he don't really care about rapping. Mm. You know, I push him to to do. To oh, do okay. It. So you're you're kind of. I'm just in his ear, like you know, just trying to create different things for him. But right now, he all about girls and his and his friends. Mm. You know, that's all he want to do. You play video friends. games? Oh yeah, heavy in video games. What's he playing on that on that damn Snapchat? Oh, he's on that too. Yeah. See, that's a scary he, social network for games. a kid to have because uh, they can just. Send the shit so that you can't yeah, see the record you know, of it. It just be, I mean, what are y'all doing on that shit? Mm. I be, you know, I was I was twelve before, so I can only imagine. I've had a lot of people tell me that their kids will just move the conversation to Snapchat like real early on. Like you know, my friends who have like kids who are old enough to have phones and Snapchat and stuff that they'll they'll just like if they start talking to somebody on Instagram they move that shit to Snapchat super fast because they don't want there to be a record and i'm like <laughs> that is fucking terrifying that these kids are that smart and that they're thinking about that kind Jeez. of shit <laughs> cuz i'm not even that smart now like fucking you know I, that would never occur to me yeah but for, i ain't going to lie he be he be getting in trouble for for stuff on Snapchat oh yeah yeah mm. somebody be screenshotting it or something really yeah mm. might be impersonating them you all type of dumb shit. Damn, impersonating them. Yeah. That's scary. Um, okay, in terms of what you have coming, are you doing interviews right now like because of any particular project that's dropping soon or I just dropped this project called Ghost Mode. Mm. Um, you know, some disappear and get money type music, you know. Okay. They focus on your goals. Stay out the way type music. Right. Yeah, so I'm just doing doing interviews, you know. Just to open up, man. Get out of my comfort zone. Right. You know, I don't fuck with interviews like that. You know? Nah. I just I never I never did for real. Really? Yeah. Just a different time that you come from, where they weren't thought of as crucial. Uh, I don't know. Nowadays, it's like interviews would be so messy. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't be want to be caught in that trick bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just saying this on my other podcast, but yeah, like sometimes now when people invite me to do an interview, it's just like, oh, like I can already tell every dumb fucking thing they're going to ask me. Mm. You know, it's like all shit I talked about before. And I'm just like, am I really going to do it? And I kind of feel bad because I used to I used to really like doing smaller podcasts and stuff. And then as I get a little bit older, I'm more like, I don't really want to just be going and just blabbing on smaller platforms when. I know y'all are just gonna try to go viral by asking me some crazy shit that yeah, I already gonna, talked about. Make that the title, and, yeah. you know. Probably gonna uh, have to do that for this one. No oh, man, <laughs> I ain't say nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we really gonna have to stretch it. <laughs> you got no. to remix it. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. No. But you know, I come from a group. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I never, I, I enjoyed being in a group because I could kind of do my thing and like fall back. It wasn't mm. like about me. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know, something about the spotlight. I think that kind of says something about where we're at culturally now, that there are so few groups. and that hey, It's like, damn, there are no groups. It's not what it used to be. Yeah. And that's why the Migos breakup really kind of stung. It's because it was like, damn, that was kind of like the last great group, even though yeah, it was we, only three dudes. we came dudes. out when the Migos had um, mm. first came out. We, we, we got some of Jeezy Migos coming out. They came with that Versace. Right. And shit just took off like crazy. Yeah. So, you know, some of the producers we was working with to be like, y'all need to rap off this shit like the Migos. Really? I mean, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There were a lot of records like that, though, oh, at yeah, that time. Yeah. Like, a lot of people rapping like the Migos. Because they dominated when they came in. I don't know if you know who Math Hoffa is, but he's like a 
dude from New York, battle rapper and everything. And he he said to me when we were doing interviews, like, I had mad Kid Cudi style songs. Like I did Kid Cudi style songs because Kid Cudi was like the popping shit at the time. And it's it's hard for me to remember, like, oh, you're like a real New York rapper and you fucking were kind of doing Kid Cudi style songs because Kid Cudi was so popular at the time. Yeah, but Kid Cudi's doing his thing. That, yeah. But that's really the thing is that he didn't have to admit that, you know, like he had like a, a little whack chapter in his catalog. He didn't have to bring but it up. But, you know, you're trying to figure out different things and you get that one yeah. hit. That's all you need. And it yeah. might be a something that's out your, out your element, you know. But if it comes off like you're just being creative and imaginative and coming up with cool shit, the fans might fuck with it. But if it comes off like, oh, he just copied like the popping rapper right now. Yeah. The fans you might know, you never could, forgive you. You could fuck yourself up, too, if you... You you do drop a song and you not being you, you trying to you know do whatever's going on, and now they want that from you all the time, mm -hmm. and you don't even know what to come with no more. Well, I know so many drill rappers that just basically I can tell that they feel stuck in this box where they can only rap about shooting and who got killed and yada yeah, yada. If that's what the people want. You like I gotta keep on coming with yeah. this shit. And if they drop a love song, they're gonna get you know twenty percent right. of the views and they're gonna see it and their their brain's gonna be like oh fuck I gotta kill somebody on the next song so that I can get some views. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I like my fans fuck with me for being me. Yeah. I ain't gotta talk some dumb shit that I was on ten years ago because that's what <laughs> what worked. Right. Now I'm I done grew into something different and I still gotta preach this dumb shit. Like, <sighs> I'm glad they stay they fuck with exactly who I am. That's real. That's probably a good note to end it on. Yeah, that was a nice ending. Anyway, Make that the, the headline. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Just a quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What uh anybody you wanna thank? Anything uh, we should be looking out for? Um uh, ghost mode in stores. Well, not in stores, Apple Music. Right. Not That's that the store. In store. Yeah. yeah. Ghost mode out now. Um let me see. Shout out to the whole Doughboys Cash Out, Overlord, Scooch, Big Keys, HBK, Dre, Clay Baby. Uh, I don't know. Got some movies coming. What kind of movies? Independent films. You know, got my own film company. Yeah, That's dope. About to collab with, uh, I ain't going to speak on that yet. Mm. I'm going to keep that under wraps. But. All right. Yeah. Go up. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Payroll. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for having me. Much love. For sure. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, OnlyFans, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Bow.